Good morning. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. How are you doing, boys? Fantastic. How are you doing, mate? Recuperating. <laughs> the birthday boy. Big uh, day yesterday? Uh, no, 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 no. It's not big day. It's big night. And at my age, your big night's enough. <laughs> <laughs> Put it, went into the high-risk category for COVID yesterday, mate. What are we now? No. 73? Are we, are we in the high risk? I don't know. How old are you? What's this wee business? It's oh, no, no, you, we. mate. No, what's this wee business? <laughs> So I'm still I under am. under the five o. He's under the four o, mate. Under the four o. I'm still in, in the, including his IQ. Dirty uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, he's on fire. Oh, he's on fire. He's on fire. Still love you, mate. Still yeah. love you. How's your car spot going, mate? Good. <laughs> mate, if that's what you get your thrills out of. Well, guys, uh, very important week this week because it was my turn with the wine, and, and so you know we're going to have to. Just, I'm going to hold you there for a second. Yeah. Just just wait one second. I forgot something. Oh, yeah? What is that? All we need is Radio Gaga. What's wrong with this dude? Couldn't he have done it before we start? Don't have to start it. No, leave it on. Let it roll. We'll just give him shit. Oh, we'll cut it anyway. Happy birthday to you. Happy Happy birthday. birthday So, look, we know know your bottle that you brought was shit. Yeah, so I was gonna we lose thought we'd anyway. get you a present. That's from we me th- and the big dog, mate. We thought we were gonna Life we'd give you a chance to drink bad wine. I like that. I like that. No, uh, boys, are you stupid? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you, are, you are definitely stupid. Thank you so much, boys. What is it? We're on air, mate. We're it's, live on uh, air. It's a bottle. Hang on. Oh, sorry, I, 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 we're live I on air. We, we're not advertising this. It's a uh, Penfold Grange, uh, vintage '91. Bottle in '92, and this is crazy. <laughs> wow! Thank you we so much. We give Absolute you a pleasure, mate. Absolute pleasure. Well right. done, big fella. Social distancing, <laughs> no hugging, no hugging. Thank you so much. I, I don't know, maybe. So now, whatever you're going to say is <laughs> going to be shit. Well, listen, <laughs> it's an important week because, uh, for all I know, I could lose. <laughs> because we're going to have to vote. Right? And so we first grange, started mate. with your four or seven penfolds. Yeah. Did you have, uh, what is it, shares in penfolds? <laughs> I should. I should. And then last week we had the Chantalouette from Chapoutier from the Hermitage, the white wine, which was so crazy. I actually went out there and raided uh, Dan Murphy myself. Uh, <laughs> Me too. Got, that so makes me the winner. <laughs> if you've both left here and so gone and bought it, I win. No, that's mainly because it was on special and we c- <laughs> and I couldn't afford the 407. <laughs> you got that on special too, though, didn't you? I do. It's still $80. <laughs> <laughs> what about this $100 rule and we've just gone, what's a special? Well, <laughs> <laughs> hey, if the price tag says 100 it's special for th- you know, 40% off. Never pay off, full price, mate. Mate, we're going to go for no. it. This week, I got myself Corioli McLaren Vale Vineyard. They have the Lloyd Reserve Shiraz 2015. I was looking for the 16 one, but um, they didn't have it. So I settled for the 2015. So let's have a look at it. You know, I had to say I cheated a little bit, right? Yeah, because oh, there we go. <laughs> because coming last in our selection, <laughs> I knew what I was up against. So I knew I was against the white, so I had to do something against the white. And I knew against yours, I had to do something that it was really full body. Yeah. And so this here is a full bodied wine. What was the budget on that, mate? Uh, budget was 100. Okay. So this wine, he goes very well with meat. So anything that is beef, lamb, or game, even poultry. Okay. Cheers, All guys. Right. Cheers. Well, it needs to probably breathe a bit, boys. What, what are we doing? Yeah, we have to let it breathe a bit. 
This Halloween. Is, it sounds like an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is bold. <laughs> that, yeah, that's, that's it, is, it is strong. The, the, uh, <laughs> that, that tsunami that comes afterwards, mm. isn't it? Mm. At, at the front, there's mm. not much, and then suddenly that tsunami and that still hits there. you. Oh, okay. I think my incur- internal temperature is increasing as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that, it's that strong. You geez. wouldn't pass a COVID test yeah, now, Not mate. at the moment, right? <laughs> <laughs> so talking about COVID, what a week. Unbelievable, man. Yeah. Yes and no. There's been a lot of promise and not a lot of anything happened. They were going to shut down restaurants and cafes today. It hasn't happened yet, has it? Friday. Oh, no, it's tomorrow. Friday, Friday, Friday. Friday, Friday. Shit. This is a funny thing. I was walking with you to the shops earlier and I was saying, you know, people had to realise COVID's not finished. Mm. No. People are over it. It did nothing the first time. We've still got COVID, so what are we, why are we going to lock down again? Yeah. That's the and we said that way back in the beginning. It would it'd very run the very big risk of um, breeding a lot of apathy towards it. And that's that's where it's at now. That's true. I mean, that's true. The second surge. New South Wales had fourteen new cases yesterday. I think it was. It was either fourteen or nineteen. Jesus. I don't know about you guys. This time round, I'm finding a lot more connections with people that have been to places that have had had. had Outbreaks. Oh yeah. So a, a customer's husband as was at a church that there was an outbreak, um, and he's gone into self isolation. So I need to write sign a uh, a reserve price for a property that they've got power of attorney on. So it has to be done through through DocuSign. But I think it's maybe because we are you know still at work full time, and there is still these resurgence of this virus now that we're getting this. It's going to be a natural evolution, mate. As as time goes on, when did this start? March. Yeah. So more and more people, it makes sense. Eventually, you're going to start coming into contact with people who've been somewhere who, yeah, have it. Yeah. I mean, that's just a consequence of it dragging on for five or six months. I yeah. was sitting with um, some vendors the other night, and they left Salamander Bay two days before Salamander Bay got named as a hotspot, which is yeah, just well, north of Raymond Terrace. Right. But um, and that same thing for me. That was the first time I'd even, I'd spoken to anyone who'd been anywhere near it. Yeah in real terms, but it's going to happen eventually because of the way it spreads and because, you know, 60% of the population have to have it before we get any sort of immunity to it. You're going to be – everyone you talk to is, at some point is going to be knew someone who knew someone that yeah was around it. But I think that was a big thing early on in the issue that everyone was going and, – and I think they had that apathy for the fact that they didn't know anyone that had died from the disease, or they didn't know anyone that had contacted contracted the disease, and I think a lot of people going, "Oh, it was a, you know, it's it's all bullshit." You know, this it's government trying to control us, getting our information. These I still believe it, mate. Okay. It's still less than one percent of people who get it die. Of those people who die, majority are over ninety. And you know, there was a thing that came out the other day that uh, the hospital beds are only at 82% capacity at the moment. During a normal flu season, they're yeah. at 100% capacity. Yeah, right. During a normal flu season. But nothing ever gets said. I mean, um, swine flu was mentioned. Swine flu, when we had that, was 38,000 cases and 192 deaths. And no even no one even blinked about a shutdown. So I'm still... It's, it's not an apathy. It's just be real, which we've been saying the whole time. They're still not being real about it. Let's think about the other side. We're at 120 something now, and that's by being careful. Yeah. I was getting I didn't a very realize. ugly stare at Castle Hill <laughs> RSL the other day because in the bistro line, I dared to stare too close to someone. I didn't even realise. And this African lady was just as 
were as far away as me and you are right now and just staring straight through me. I'm like, what's this lady's problem? She's staring at me and then she'd look at the blue dot on the ground. She'd stare at me and look at the blue dot on the ground. I'm like, oh, and then I realised. I said, don't worry, Dale, I've had it three times. We're safe. You can't catch <laughs> You're a shit. She, oh, well, mate, well, <laughs> She wanted to fight me. She wanted to fight. All I wanted to do was order my roast duck, and I'm getting. <laughs> she would have won anyway. Yeah, fair chance. Anyway, have you seen let's a talk diff- about something else. Have you seen a different message from the leaders? Have you seen a different message coming from your comrade Palaszczuk and our our friend in Parliament and Scott Moore? Have you seen a bit of a different leadership style now with them coming out? Because you saw Scott on the TV every second day when we first got hit. Now we'd. Not see him as often. I think it's once a fortnight we're seeing him. And no, I haven't noticed too much about. Because I mean, apathy gets bred. We yep. were, we were, we no, were. It's not even that. Come on, come on. He's doing a bloody good job. At the beginning, he needed to support Australia. His approval but, rating sixty-eight percent. He yeah, he's done a great he's, job. He's talking. He's talking the language, and I, I hope in Australia we we really start talking. Even when people were blaming Toria. For the second outbreak, he says tonight I'm Victorian. Tonight we are all Victorians. I mean, how great is that? Yeah. You have to be a unifier, not trying to blame and point. You know, whatever happens, happens. They they have decided. Our leaders, the people we vote for, have decided to take a certain action. The action is based on the fact that they don't want to have one more death. Yeah, and for them it's important. Okay, well. We can disagree. We can do whatever we want, but in the end, that's the direction they're going. So, and so, business-wise, we have to do certain things. It is crazy for the moment, especially with the, the school holidays, and they, they just finished now. But when school holidays started, people thought that, you know, COVID was finished. Everyone was queuing up behind everyone 50 centimetres apart from <laughs> each other. Everyone is doing things as if it's, it's gone. It's We've gone. won it's the finished. war. You yeah. know, it's not. Yeah, but that's human nature getting back to being human nature. We were, we were locked up. We weren't designed to be locked up. We, we, we've spoken about that on the podcast. Yeah, we, yeah. We're not evolved to be isolated. We needed some human contact. Now, I can tell your kids are a little bit older than mine because being locked in a house with a four-year-old and an eight-year-old for that long, <laughs> I couldn't wait to get out and just rub against anybody. <laughs> there they go. <laughs> I think what's interesting, what's going to be interesting now is that none of us had ever been through it before. Now we've all been through it. And as we, we all acted a certain way the first time and we all reacted as employees, employers, as business people, as humans the first time around, now there's a very good chance it's we're, going, we're heading back that way, whether it goes all the way or not. Everyone gets a do-over. Everyone gets to look at the first time they reacted, how they reacted, whether it worked for them, whether it didn't. Everyone gets a chance now to either right wrongs or, or know that they've got a game plan that works. How do how do people coming into the second one? What's it going to look like? Let's do, I mean in our industry we, we saw businesses in our net, we saw businesses handle things different ways. We saw yeah. staff handle things different ways. We handled different things different ways as leaders. Yeah. Who rose? Who fell? Who got it somewhat right? Who got it somewhat wrong? Who got yeah. it very wrong? And what do they do? All of those people do second time around because it yeah, feels good. like we're about to get a second bite of the cherry. Good question, Cam. Good question. I, I think, look, for number one, for me, the leaders moving forward, and it, it, and I've seen this from the leaders from the first instance, yeah. is leaders that are giving their team certainty moving forward is, I think, the number one prerequisite of um, if it hits again, is the leaders must have a plan and, and have that communication with their team. 
Um, so their team gets that first human need of security, of um, certainty, um, so they can really respond and, and feel comfortable and, or, or certain which way they're going with their, with their position. So what separated the good from the bad in that? We start with leaders. Let's start with leaders and then we'll work our way down to... Leaders, like, uh, you mean the boss? Uh, bosses. The head of the, the organisation. The, the owner yeah. of... We'll, we'll the use that word we don't like. The bosses. The, the owners, let's call it the owners. For clarity, because yeah. it's not only about real estate and our network. So if we start from the top and work our way down, what were the, what were the biggest fuck-ups of leaders first time around? That you wouldn't have known at the time. Well, you, you could have... Some of them you should have known at the yeah. time, but hindsight's a wonderful thing, so... Sort of scaremongering. I think one of the big ones it, I thought was was scaremongering, listening to everyone else's information and just making a decision, uh, a knee-jerk reaction. Well, scaremongering means that they were trying to instill fear amongst their people. So did you see them trying to instill fear? Were they the Sydney Morning Herald coming out saying 150,000 people are going to die? Yeah. You saw that? Yeah. Okay, it's interesting. Yeah. I didn't see that. They would react on mainstream media's reporting. Instead of thinking more critically about what's happening, okay. What else? What else did you see? Um, I saw a lot of businesses not sort of imparting a clear message to their staff members, giving them that certainty of what's happening. Okay. Tl, one of the biggest fuck ups that got made first time around. Oh, I think the fact that the leaders were thinking about themselves rather than their own team. Even the ones that sat down and start counting the uh, 1,500 uh, job keeper and how many days then I can keep you and blah, blah, blah. I think that was wrong. Maybe over overreacting to me is another thing that I, I noticed. In general, I think we spoke about some of these things a little bit for, in terms of mistakes of bosses. What I'd rather us focus on is probably the quality of leaders during the pandemic. Yeah? So, so what did you see? Uh, so what would be an example to follow? Well, the biggest wins, I think, were the people who just carried on business as usual regardless of what was going on behind closed doors. Right. They were the biggest wins. When you when you look around, yeah, I was involved in many behind closed doors conversations and I was probably one who was guilty of bringing some of those conversations out into the open under the, guide, under the thought that I was providing certainty but probably creating more uncertainty than anything. But the guys who were able to have those conversations behind closed doors and then go to work every day as if nothing was happening. They, they were the biggest winners. So the ones that kept driving their team as normal? Or just turning up for work, mate, going to work. There was, you know, we, we sat there, from personal experience, we sat there for three weeks not knowing whether we were going to qualify for JobKeeper. And at that time it was business as usual because we didn't know and we were going to wait till we found out before we had to make any harsh decisions because yeah. you don't know. But one thing was always going to be certain, regardless of whether you get it or you don't, you still need to list and sell houses. And there was one surefire way to fix any issue that was potentially going to arise from a business point of view, which was list and sell houses. I reckon for 80% of the time I was okay with it. There was 20% where I lost the plot completely. But the majority of the time, even when I was losing the plot, I knew all we got to do is list and sell houses and there is no issues. You, it doesn't matter whether you're getting JobKeeper or not. It doesn't matter what's going on. And if yeah. business is as usual, then business is as usual. Yeah. And there was clear, I mean, looking from the outside in, we see enough of figures and we see enough of what's going on around us in our network, for example, to know who was turning up to work each day going, oh, we, it's nine o'clock, let's go to work, and, and who wasn't. So then, so then the first one would be lead from the front, lead by example and just... Just get in the trenches and do what you need to do. Uh, 
it's probably. I don't know whether that's the first thing. The first thing is to realise it is what it is, which is. Okay, every what time I say, say that, I th- I see think it how it is. Yeah, it not is. worse than it is, it is yeah. and make and it better than it is. Yeah. Sorry, I stopped. It was just because Jerry Seinfeld's got a special out at the moment. He <laughs> says the next person who says it is what it is to me is going to get a punch in the throat because he reckons <laughs> what, that I just said it. But the first thing is to realise, which, you know, as I said, I was good at for three weeks, was, oh, well, fuck, I can't control what's going on. Yeah. I can control, we just go out, get up, go to work, list and sell houses. Yeah. And that message held strong for. Majority most, of the time. Most of the time. Yeah. When, it, when it didn't, it was, you know, it went pear-shaped. But that's the first thing. And then it's, right. well, if you're going to walk into work every day and tell people that everything's normal and that it's just business as usual, then leading from the front has to come into it because yeah. you have to show that it's business as usual. You can't go in and say, I'll go to work and do your normal day and then sit there not in uniform and, and or, or sit at home and, and not be prospecting or not doing your day-to-day because then you're going to ask your staff to do their day-to-day. Yeah. Rubbish. So I think yours was second. First, realise that you're probably in a situation you can't control to the extent where all the external stuff you couldn't do anything about. Yep. All you could control is what was going on inside you your four walls. Yep. Um, so realise that, yeah, awesome. have that mentality. And then the second thing is you have to be the first one to do it because – everyone around you is hearing what's on the news as well. Yep. Which I think, you know, Thomas has talked to us a fair bit about. They, they don't need to know if there's panic behind the walls. They don't need – you've just got to – if you're going to tell people to go to work, go to work yourself. And that's – I mean, that should be the case always, but especially in times of uncertainty. Yep. So I put it at number two on the list, you're on, not number one. Pull the team with you, not push them from behind, right? Yeah, I think it's about care, you know. When I received many phone calls even from salespeople who were talking about how unfair their leader was to them by discussing and putting them down just to meet the uh, JobKeeper rate and then afterwards still wanting to keep the the uh, commission rate exactly the same yeah. and the commission base. That That is so wrong. That tells me how greedy of, uh, you're not a leader, you're a boss now. And, and you're trying to manipulate things just to work your own agenda. Yeah. When we say we're in the trenches with them, we, we have to make sure that we are fully in the trench with them, that the suffering that they have is also our suffering. I think that that is a big mistakes of bosses. You know, it's not <coughs> ju- what you say, it's also what you do. So I think that care is the first element. The, and care is about others. Care is not about self. All of these discussion we had could have been probably put into that one word of care. Yeah, okay. The other thing that's disappointing about everything we've said so far is it's meant to be everyday life anyway. You know, see things as they are, lead from the front, put it all in the basket of care. That's supposed to be when times are good, not just when times are bad. So what sort of mentality are we taking in the commission example? What sort of mentality is running through the everyday business that that's the mentality when things are going, when the world needs you sort of thing? When the world's doing good, are you taking more than you should? Well, no, it's not taking more than it should. It's the mentality that, that does it. I don't know whether people are taking more than they should. That's a very open-ended who well, should take Reed, what. Reed's one of our hidden players, right? So, But yeah. the, the mentality of, and this is where, again, when you saw who did it right and who did it wrong, the, the champion teams stood strong and kicked a million goals and the team of champions... You know, it was every man for himself and, and yeah, I knew, you know, who can get what and what can I get out of this and, and that's what bred. But the sad part is that was, yes, when coronavirus hit, but everything we're talking about, we've spoken about a million times before, are the qualities of a good leader in everyday life, not the qualities of a good leader just when things are bad. Now, 
We've also said a hundred times you find out where you're really at when times are bad. Yeah. Leadership can shine through, right? It's very easy to... Yeah, you really show your, your ability to sail a boat in the middle of the storm, not when things are fine. So we, we've had that storm and unfortunately some captains of their boats have been found wanting in that sense. I mean... I heard a, a good saying recently is leadership is uncovered, not discovered. Nice. I like that. <laughs> that in, in a challenging time, it will mm. be uncovered in a lot of people. And those maybe who didn't think they had it, did have it. Mm. And those who thought they did have it really are a boss. So I feel like we're going over a topic we've covered a hundred times. So, so I think it's an important topic though. Mate. Let's move it's, across though. So It's a topic that'll never disappear. It'll Seriously. never ever disappear. But you, you look at the entire world, everything that's run, it's all about, or falls, it's all about leadership. So the mentality then, so let's move it across. The mentality of keeping commission targets the same even though wages and hours are dropping and all that sort of stuff. What mentality does that breed through a team then? Because I want to examine second go around. How does one team become a, a, a champion team rather than a team of champions? Because that's what's going to have to happen to stop the walls crumbling. We've got examples of that. I know of one team who you say one bad word about them, they all jump on you, whether it's an overreaction or not, and have absolutely powered through the situation. I know of another team who are cannibalising each other. Yeah, right. It comes from the top, but then how do we how do we switch that around? Then? And what I guess I've just explained that the extreme values, dangers... Man. It's values and culture within the team. The extreme dangers of having that mentality from the top is going to feed through your team. But yep. now you're a team. You're a sales manager, Chris. You've got yep. a team. Yep. You, you've noticed, whether you have or you haven't, I'm just using the... There's some one-outness in your team. Everyone's out for themselves. There's a lot of dog-eat-dog, dog, yep. for, for want of a better term. How yep. do you turn that team of champions? You might have four or five Ga- top Gandhi, Gandhi has a saying. I love, the, I love my sayings. Gandhi has a saying is, be the change you want to see in the world. And I think if you're in a team like that, you have to be that change first, especially if you're at the top. If, you're, if you've got a team of dog-eat-dog, dog, so you, you need do? to be the one that's caring and giving. What do you do, sales manager? You got a team of you got four. You got four extremely top performers, and the gap between all your top performers and your bottom performers is huge. Yep. And there's a bit of a dog eat dog mentality. How are you second time round? Because it, 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 let's not kid ourselves. When you're riding two or three hundred thousand dollars a month, it all gets glossed over in good times. Yeah, yeah. All right, the cracks aren't there. Yep. Soon as hours change, wages change, commission structures don't change. Yep. All of a sudden. All that trouble's all, on the surface. All I can say, mate, is is you'd have to sit them. You leave you leave performers down, obviously. Um, but you'd have to have that change in yourself first. I think as a sales manager, uh, look, let's let's be honest. All parts of our life we're we're leading. Whether it's and and it doesn't matter who you are, you're leading someone. Whether it's your children, your assistant, your partner, uh, whatever it may be, you're leading someone. You can't expect someone else to change if you're not willing to change yourself. And I think that's it, first and foremost. So if you recognise that you've got a team like that, you've got to want that to change to start with. You're happy to have that hostile environment in your workplace um, and happy to lose staff, have it a revolving door, don't change. Keep the four top performers happy and let the rest fall by the wayside. But if you want serious change, you need to be the first person to change. Secondly, you need to pull the people that are influencers within that business and share your new vision or share your vision for the team moving forward. I think that it would be the onset and have that care with them. The care factor what should only stop to the bottom, the top of your team, the influencers? No, no, no. So no, they, they are the ones that need to take it to the bottom because the bottom is looking at them and they are looking at you, right? So um, so, so let, let's try and, and clarify this. The, the, the bottom, you mean the, the, the guys new, that the don't newer do guys. well? Or no, the, I mean the okay. new guys. All right. I mean the newer people. The people that don't do well should really already be, 
either being worked on or helped or being asked to leave if they're not in that sort of environment though someone who's just come in or someone who's not doing well is never going to do well because if, if dog is eating dog, right, right. So the top performers are doing everything they can to stay the top okay. performers. Okay, so as an owner, you've got a barrier between you and the the, the bottom, the, the lower guys, which is your top performers. Yeah. You need your derog- top. We're not using bottom as a derogatory. Term. No, absolutely. Thanks for clarifying the, the, that, Cam. You're 100. The there's a pecking, the pecking order. order. Let's be honest. There's right. a pecking order, and it's not that the bottom is bad. Everyone starts somewhere. Right. But to bridge the gap between the bottom and the top. As an owner, you need your performers, your top guys, your senior guys, your more senior guys to lead that by example. Whether it's a one, whether it's one senior guy, or if you've got a team of senior guys, you need them to lead that example first. You need to impart what, to them obviously what your vision and what you want to change, and you need to empower them to help them to do that down the team. Now, if they're not towing the line, then there's a different conversation. Yeah, to no, be we're not we're not going there. Like the, non-performer is a non-performer. That's not the not the Situation. We've just seen a lot of people put under a lot of pressure and act a lot of different ways. And some have risen to the top and some yeah. have had their scars uncovered. Yeah. So how do we, second time around, because we're about to go into it again. Yeah. yeah. How do we stop them being scars? Tom, you're a huge fan of metaphors and stories so people can understand. The only thing I can think of that would sort of help it make sense for people is all those clips you see of the Olympics where... Someone will be leading a race and someone beside them pulls a hamstring oh. and, and drops to the ground. Do, right. they, do yeah. they finish the race? Yep. They don't. They stop and pick the people up Great and take example, them across mate. the finish line with them. Yep. Now, common sense would suggest if you've got more people finishing the race, is there more sales signs? Is there more sold stickers? Is there more listings because more people are finishing the race and creating that energy? Great analogy, mate. Absolutely. And that, that's the mindset that appears to be missing between the two. Now, you, you, one officer will all finish, the, they're all on the finish line together. Yep. And there's one, it's, it is actually a 100 metre sprint. Whoever gets there first gets the gold medal. You know, in the, the simple mindset in those two different teams, I would say there's no us and them. In the champion team, it's us and us. In the other team, it's us and them. No, in the, champion t- in the team, of, team champions, of champions, it's me. Oh, okay. It's me not and us them. and them. No, yeah, it's just sorry, me. me. Okay. Because they're, they're yeah. in it for themselves. It isn't us and them. I don't think they, they actually look at it. I don't think they can even consider themselves in That's, the same group. Yeah. It's me. In the team of champions, it's, it's us. us. Yeah. And you can hear it when people talk. Certain people, when you give them credit for something, they say, oh, my team did this and my team did that and my team did that. And there's certain people, when you give them credit, they say, yeah, I did well, thank you. Even though we might know that they're surrounded by people who are helping. Yeah. That's the difference. The, the, the team of champions is a me attitude. The champion team is all the all get across the finish line together. Yeah. Because if we create a draft, it's the flying V, it's the mighty ducks. Yeah. <laughs> if the lead duck creates a draft and everyone follows, everyone moves faster and yep. gets further. Yeah, You were talking, uh, Cameron, about Derek Redmond at the Barcelona 1992 Olympics where actually his father helped him cross the line. Yeah, come out of the stadium. Yeah. There's uh, been plenty but, where but, the but athletes But there's another one, too. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, when we're in trouble, we need to be united and do it as one. And yes, I agree with you. There's a ma- mindset of me, me, me in a team of champions. They all do great stuff, but it's all about them. And they go to the extreme of even trying to hide technology from each other, trying to hide what they do well from each other. It, it's a crazy thing. If you were a leader, we were, we were talking about the leader of the boss, and we in the team, and things are not going fine, it's not us necessarily. It's you first. Great leaders have to be able to see that you know, their team comes first. So it's not really us, because some leaders are still looking at, at us 
So I, I still had to make profit. That's why I am going to put you on JobKeeper, but I am not going to reduce the base. You know, you have to qualify yeah. at that same base as before, before you make a mission. That is not us. That's me first and me first again and then you last. Yeah, but that's the team, that's the team of champions thing again. It's, it's still I, a main mentality. That, but yeah. and, and this is why even in the champion team, the leader has to think you first. Yeah, well, that's how you create a champion team. By, by your team knowing that you're taking the bullets with them, yep. that's the first step. You love to use the analogy of being in the trenches with the team. Absolutely. And and that's the sort of over the wall at the same time. Taking the bullets, mate. We yep. just all had to take a whole bunch of bullets. Yep. There was a difference between people who were taking the bullets with their team and people who were standing behind them so they got shot first. <laughs> we could go there now. The NRL is doing it at the minute. Say what you want about the NRL, Thomas, but the New Zealand I love Warriors. The, NRL. the New Zealand Warriors <laughs> had to come over here and move away from family and friends for the entire season if the NRL wasn't going to collapse for the season. They're running out of players, so teams are giving them players. They're helping them finish the race. Yeah. That's good. And, I mean, they're, they're now complaining about the quality of the people they're being given, but I, to, to that I say, shut up, you idiots. But it's very sad that we're saying this is what you should do next time things get tough. It's what you should do every fucking day. Yeah. Take your teammates with you. Help everyone get better. In real estate terms, if you've got someone else in your team going out and finding 10 hot leads, it's 10 new listings. You don't fucking take people's leads or get jealous over people getting more yeah. leads. If someone else in your team is selling 50 houses a year, fucking makes you look good yeah. when you go out to a listing appointment. Instead, people have gone the other way. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. They all need to watch the fly, the Mighty Ducks, I think. Yeah. That's the... What's, what's, um when when times are good, the leader should be taking it easy. When times are tough, get in the trenches, pull up your sleeves Absolutely. and get in there. Get in the trenches does not mean that you go out there and you list and you do the not same thing as them. It is that you jump in, you tend to the wounded, you look after the ones that are starting to have mental issues mm. with, you know, you, in, in the fight, you look after these people. Your part of the job is yeah. to lead. We're back on leaders, but in a war... The general's job is to lead and the medic's job is to check on you. So what it is is when times get tough, you better make sure you're doing your part of the job. That doesn't mean it's listing and selling and prospecting and doing all that stuff. It means you're doing your part of the job before you ask anyone else to do their part of the job. Team's got bad, air quotes, leadership. They've got the dog-eat-dog stuff going on. They're not working as an us, they're working as a me. How does uh, irrelevant of the leader... Let's take the leader out of it because yeah. some leader might not change. What does the team do now? Apart from watch the Mighty Ducks, how can the team – and I'm going to – because I want to go one step further and talk about what great agents did during the tough times and what mediocre agents did during the tough times. A lot of the time you have to go to work in, in spite of your leader, not – you know, you can't well, – I'll, I'll take you one back. Before you take the leader out of it and go down to the team and the managers and so forth, I think – you said it before that this time sort of exposed people maybe for what they really are, whereas previously they were could flow through on the good times where some some people maybe got exposed for – their hidden players got exposed a lot more than they would have in the good times. So leaders could see that and maybe they could deal with those issues a lot quicker as well. So those team members, if they're a performer or whichever, they could deal with them a little bit sooner. But let's say we're talking about the team now and the team of managers or just a salesperson and you're a senior salesperson in a team. I think then it comes back to the same analogy as being a leader. 
Because I don't think leadership changes just because you own a business. Well, you all have to learn I think that leadership, and that's right, I think that leadership is the same whether you're the owner of a business, a sales manager, a senior sales staff, or a new person that think you're leading someone. And I think the concept of leadership for those people should be the same, which is be the change that you want to see in others. And if it's going to be a continual dog-eat-dog office, you'll eventually, like unfortunately, like we've spoken before, you'll have to leave and maybe find the office that suits your working environment. I've had a conversation with someone before who's in a management position who said, sometimes when the team comes to me and asks for help, all I want is to to fuck off and leave me alone because I've got my own results I have to hit. And if I don't hit my numbers, I'm in the shit. So I don't want to be helping team at this point. Now, again, I mean, that comes from the top down. That's the mentality but that's been driven. But can you, can you, how are you You're not going to end up in a dog-eat-dog situation if that's the pressure that's being put on people at all different levels. Yeah, well, that's coming from the upper, the upper level then. So that's, again... Yeah, so yeah. how do they fix that? Because you can't... Sometimes you can't change a leader, yeah? Sometimes, no matter how much... Well, that's you true. explain something to somebody, no matter how good analogies you that's come true. up with TL, no matter... You're pretty happy with me, Mighty Ducks, but that's not going to... Some people just aren't going to change that. Especially in a situation like now where we just talked about leaving offices. Not a lot of jobs going around, yep. is there? Wise retiring. <laughs> if you are looking for employment, no, there's plenty of jobs, but it's everyone's having job seeker and jo- and and the door and and the top mm. up, uh, so they're not going to go for a job. <laughs> and hence the uh, second wave of job keeper. I think it's a job keeper and and job seeker is going to change, and, and that's going to be good. I just want to see change, guys. I, I'm getting like I'm probably not articulating myself well, but I never want to hear a story again about someone having a day off and losing all their leads on that day off because someone's come in and fucking snaked it out from under them. I never want to hear another story of someone in a management position being under so much pressure for their own results that they can't help their team or feel like they they can't help their team. Shit's got to stop. And if it's got to start somewhere and it's got to start with us, I guess, and and spread its wings out and start in our network and and hopefully move into the rest of the industry. But that shit's got to stop. Yeah. And it, that's, that's wrong. That it's fucking wrong. 1920s thinking. I don't know. I wasn't around in the 1920s. But this this champion mentality, this only – we're not talking about participation trophies or anything like that. We're talking about everyone finishing the race together. In, a, in an army, so we're talking about leaving no man behind. Yeah, we're talking about taking the bullets with your team. Shit's got to stop because it, it, it makes you cringe when you hear it. So how does it stop? And, yes, it, I mean, it's on every individual. The short answer is it's on you. If you're one of them people doing the wrong thing, it's fucking on you. And if you're one of the people trying to do the right thing, that's on you too. But you can't fall victim to your environment. Now, we've had a conversation before about environment always being stronger than will. So we need more people with the will to go, I'm not fucking happy where this is heading. I'm not going to fall into the same trap. I don't care how many 400-pound gorillas I'm surrounded by, I'm not going to act like them. I'm not going to do the wrong thing by the next person because the wrong thing was done to me. Because that, that, that's the taught behaviour, well, That's right? what happens, That's mate. a taught behaviour, absolutely. That's what happens. Someone in a junior management position has been taught by someone in a senior management position who's been taught by someone even higher right. up. Right, right. So instead of somewhere along the chain, someone going, I don't think this is right, yeah. it's, I'm going to fall into the same behaviour. So pr- probably that people in that situation, the only thing that I can suggest is if they can't find the solution within themselves, they need to reach out. And they need to reach out to someone outside, the, obviously, their immediate circle of where they're working maybe in another office, uh, wherever it may be. You, you need to reach out to find advice, to, to find that guidance. Because we're often, and I had the issue when COVID first started, I didn't reach out when I needed that help on that. Yeah, and you know what I'm talking about. 
And um, sometimes we're not wise enough at that time. But I think the first step is they need to reach out and ask for help. Ask for, not to help, ask for guidance. What should I be doing in this situation? I think that's those people that have the best intentions and unfortunately being taken advantage of, that's probably the only situation. Because obviously the people above them, they can't reach out to because they're the instigators of the whole issue. Well, they're just doing what they were taught. And that's right. And that's above them, above them, above them. Okay, so... That hierarchy. So first thing is they'd have to reach out. It's and a tough one though because we've already. I mean, yeah, environment will always overcome will to some point. So yeah. if you're the lone ranger or you're one of two or three yeah. that would like change, eventually you're going to conform, aren't you? So do it's we? Human nature. You're just going to conform. So so then we we we're talking about a lot of officers in the past, whether it's in our franchise and outside our franchise. We say you know, you spoke about someone in your area that's got a really bad name, but people still list with them. Mm. And we know we've got dog-eat-dog officers and we know we've got officers of champions and champion officers, uh, teams, I should say, say teams. Is that what now creates our industry of such having such a, a transient um, employment population, um, staff, real estate agents being so transient, being offered the shiny dollar, going to the other team? Is it the lack of the bosses looking at those six human needs and fulfilling four of them before they go. What is it that we can help? Well, I think it's the odds are against you. If you're going into an office full of 400-pound gorillas and you're not a 1,000-pound gorilla, yeah. the odds of you surviving in the jungle are very slim. Yeah. yeah. You can't go in as a wee chimpanzee and expect to survive in that sort of jungle. I think that, that breeds a lot of the transient stuff. I mean, poor leadership is the biggest reason why... Officers have a high turnover. I've had an extremely high turnover since I opened my business. The vast majority of it can be land squarely at my feet. Mm. But I don't have an environment where there's a whole bunch of killers you know, not letting the small fish get a chance. We, do, we don't have that. Mm. And I'm going to have to watch it. As our team grows, I would like to be in a position where I've got five top performers. Don't get me wrong. But be fucked if I'm going to have the five top performers eating the new fish that come along. Yeah. I just I, I won't have it. Yeah. But quite quite often too, the, uh, the the leader wants to look after the uh, the top dog because especially in the downtown like the pandemic right now they bring you security yeah. and so many leaders are willing to sacrifice the bottom dwellers and and I think that that means to me that that those kind of leaders are lacking care yeah because it, when you care about your family you care about even the weak the weakest one in the family. You care about every member of the family. You don't just care for one person because they contribute to the board. Oh, right. Right? Paying and your rent. It's that, I think that is wrong. There is a huge flaw uh, in your leadership that is about greed, that is about selfish. That's when you see bad teams start to turn around. I'm sorry, go, go south. Good teams in a good time, yeah, no problem. Bad teams doing good in a good time, it does happen quite a lot too. In a bad time, the unraveling is what happens on the other side. Mm. Would you work for a lead that has that kind of mentality in terms of caring factor? How many of you, when you get really good, and a lot of salespeople right now are starting to realize I actually can work on my own. I could actually go out there now and get myself a franchise, get most of the commission and work by myself. I will start setting up maybe a few assistants and then I'll create, maybe I'll set up a small office where there's there's a few meetings because the office of the future is going to be a very small office where you just meet for a meeting and I uh, see you guys, right? Mm-hmm. So you go you go and work Stratfield and you go and work Burwood and, you, and, and we see each other next week. Mm-hmm. 
it's more important for the salespeople because they are sitting here and going, hold on. So are you saying that if I'm working in an environment where there's no leadership and I'm still doing well right now, that I could actually, I should actually look for a way to do it myself, correct? Yeah. Or if I'm not ready to fly on my own, are you saying that it is important as an employee to look for a place where the leader, when you're going through drama, is mainly focused on you before he's focused on himself? Absolutely. Absolutely. We all have to lead ourselves before we lead anybody else. Yeah. And that's on an end. It doesn't matter whether it's your first day in the job or your 10th year in the job. If you're not happy somewhere, you've got two options. You either suck it up, go to work, or you leave. You're not they're, a tree. They're leave. Your, they're your two options. Right? You can go out and do it on your own. Should you? It depends. You've got to be have a real honest conversation with yourself. Many a person's gone out thought they could do it on their own too and had their ambitions way ahead of their abilities. And that's where I guess I had written down here, let's great agent versus mediocre agent in tough times. A mediocre agent listens to the shit coming from the top and just buys into it. And it's effectively the media. They're your media. So they're, they're sprouting the news and you accept the news and they give you the excuses and you accept those excuses. Great agent goes to fucking work. Yeah. But real work. And that, that's got to happen in spite of leadership, in spite of management, in spite of 400-pound gorillas trying to beat you out of the jungle. You have the responsibility to try and overcome that. that can't, no one can do that for you. If you can't or if you don't want to, then leave. Yeah. And it's sad and it's not – you will be able to find the workplace for you. But the first responsibility comes with owning your own shit. Not running around going, oh, my boss did this and my boss did that and my boss yelled at me and my boss isn't giving me the cut I deserve and just go to fucking work. And then every all the doors will open for you in spite of that. They can't stop you being successful. Only you can. They should be helping you be successful. Yeah. You could be successful faster. You could get to where you're going probably quicker with a clearer road if they were doing their job. But guess what? You're the one driving the car, not them. And we spoke about this a couple of weeks about about those employees that in during this will – Okay, what did you do during COVID? Well, I stayed home and. Rah, rah, oh, it's been beautiful that question. Those... <laughs> I've used it in the interview. A, he heard me do it. <laughs> I had three interviews. First thing I said, "What have you been doing?" Oh, you know, just sitting at home and studying. See ya. Studying what? <laughs> the race guy. <laughs> and ya. Um, yeah, and it, it, it would come back to that sort of uh, question. You know, what did you do during COVID? Well, you know, when you have that, inv- oh, I left. You know, I've just left such and such. Why? And you use that question um, when you implored Kaylee, right? And she refused to speak about about the people that she worked with. And got mate, a memory, mate. what a gem you've got, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, one of the best employees you've had. So um, it's a it's a good thing. I think people can learn a lot through this p- period. It's hard though. People need to make that decision. Do I stay? Do I go? If I stay, I've got the risk of becoming one of these 400-pound gorillas. If I go, I've got the risk of not finding another position. The um, easiest thing to do, I think, is go to work. Make sure you're in a position where you've you've got the cards. You're not beholden on a wage each week. Go to work in real estate. You can get a little a nice little buffer behind you very quickly. Right? That it doesn't take astronomical success to put yourself in a position where you're holding the cards rather yeah. than someone holding your job over you or yeah. fear of not getting another job. You don't have to be a million dollar performer in real estate to have that security in yourself. Yeah. Work yourself to that point, and then you hold, and then you've got a decision to make. If you don't, you know, if you fear, if you're scared of leaving straight away because you're scared that you don't have anything to fall back on, and you, you don't have that buffer, go and list and sell five houses. I think I win, boys. It's a beautiful wine. Don't get me wrong. How do you know it's a McLarenville? You know, 
I don't know. Uh, on the label, it says it. So mm. <laughs> it's the chocolate aroma. If you if you smell it now, it's there. It's, if you smell a lot of that chocolate, it is McLaren. I'm only smelling second place, mate. Because <laughs> my four. I know we just talked better. about everyone finishing the race together, but I don't know. Because your your white came third. Oh, I, think that he, I think I think that the white came third. Bullshit. Not even having it. I hurt, hurt his feelings. Last week. I, I, no, I, I had to say. Mate, where's the video? Because last week while we were talking, no. you were going, that's better than mine. You were mouthing it to me. That. You were mouthing you, it you, to you, me. He didn't say it. I'm not copping a loss. That. I'm not doing it. I said, that's a good wine, not better than mine. You both went out. I said, that's a good wine. My wine was so bad and so deserving <laughs> of a bronze medal that both these idiots went out medal. and bought all that Dan Murphy's had. Is a fucking kidding me if you're going to tell me mine come third? Stop being a sookie lala. Nah, seriously. mate, this game's no, rigged. Just, no, we 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 serious here. Not interested. <laughs> I'm Harvey Norman on this, mate. No interest. Oh, this is a Riddick. Oh, mm, fourteen too. No, seriously. So we officially I think that now you look at it. The white didn't have the depth. <laughs> oh, the, keep going. Sorry. I, I'm asking you the question. It didn't have the depth. I, it had about 17 layers. Listen. From the top 1% of grapes in the world. Listen, there's no doubt that it was a bloody good wine. There's no doubt. Yeah. It's better than yours. That, shut up and let me finish. It was that good that I actually went out and bought a bottle of white for a change. Exactly. That I was going to drink. Usually the white I buy, the missus drinks, but I bought it to share with the boss. But it's still third place, mate. No. Wait, wait, listen, there's only the three of us to vote. Yeah, so there's three wands. I vote for mine. Who okay, do you so vote for? 407. And who do you vote for? Oh, I don't think the 407. <laughs> <laughs> no, We've got a problem. No, the, the good thing about the 407, I like the 407. The structure kept on going this, at the same pace. Where I think this one here, the structure didn't, doesn't start right. It lingers in the in the in the back where the four seven. You you take five seconds. It's exactly the same in the uh, every single second. And, and the <laughs> I think I think we need a fourth member. <laughs> and I think that the white, as good as it was, the white. You both went out and bought it. Case closed. But so we're it's not racist. We did red and white. First time it's ever happened. That you've both gone out and bought a wine after we no, tasted it not, on the listen, show. It's not true. To tell you the truth. After his four seven, I drank two bottles. Four seven. I, I drank with my mate. Uh, yeah, <laughs> didn't well, go out and go. I've got to buy some of that. So <laughs> I didn't that's say why. No. That's why I remember your four seven so bad. <laughs> because because two days after that, I I was on two bottles of four seven. Uh, that, that was the younger four oh seven that you had two days after that. My bottle was a much better bottle than oh, the two that you drank. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. I see. Let's allow our young man now here maybe drink his sorrow. <laughs> I'm not copping that loss, mate. I'm not doing it. Listen to the podcast last week. Mate, anyone who listened to last week's podcast, they all went out and bought the wine. I win. Look how ready he's going. Fucking criminals, all right, if mate. You're, if you're listening to the no podcast. No wonder real estate agents have got a bad name. If you're Listen listening to, to the shit. podcast, you've tried the three wines. We need you to send in your vote. And uh, we'll go from there. (laughs) Oh, no, because then we're going to get the, oh, Chris is so funny. We'll vote for his one. (laughs) (laughs) Better not not piss TL off. We'll vote for his one. And then it'll be the fuck Can Brigade. 
Listen, by the way. You're having a plum party, mate. Poor no, little no. old me. Get what over it. What was the word? What was it? I, I, don't know how you lead, you. I don't know how you lead your team, mate. You always have the poor me thing. I'm the only one left, so not well. <laughs> you look in the mirror and go, <laughs> go to work. <laughs> I yell at myself every morning. Just don't answer back, man. Then you've got a problem. What do you mean you miss a listing? Then I try and blame my boss and it doesn't work. It's Crystal. I pulled up, saw the fire trucks outside, and uh, I thought Crystal was cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Darling, that was Christianola, care of uh, Wisbury Bankstown Real Estate. I'm not nodding at all. <laughs> oh. no, it's funny, get over it, you're lost. I don't think I'll anyway, we've been talking a lot about the mindset of uh, the, the, the leader. But, you know, two days ago uh, in the conference, I was trying to teach people on the difference between motivation and inspiration. Yeah, that was good, And man. it was just crazy that after seven hours, really 70% of the room still couldn't do it. They could not understand that most of the time when you motivate you actually lose your energy to pump someone up. By the time you turn around, that energy is going to go down. Where when you inspire someone, both your energy goes up. And if you turn your back to that person, this, the energy is still going. Mm. But it's an art to do this. It's not easy, man. No. And after seven hours, we still could not really get it right, you know. Here's to answer your question. What's the likelihood the leaders who were greedy would change versus the leaders who were scared would change with the next surge and the next one? Most likely not. They will try and change certain things on the surface, but any cluey salesperson would see underneath that that there is the same flavor, mm. isn't it? Yeah. The note I emphasized, I don't know, I know you don't take notes, Chris, but... Yeah, all right, man, six, you're full of it. You were sitting next a, to me there, yeah, yeah. and I, I guarantee the I took more notes than you nah, did. No, so yeah, the energy bloody. out. Jeez. <laughs> the energy out. The energy. He, listen, mate, he's having a go because you know, he's wine is shit. <laughs> oh, now we've gone to shit. <laughs> <laughs> he's crying. Fuck There's a tear in his fucking eye. Know. Seriously, look at that. Listen, you, you, <laughs> listen, we, we've, we are voting. I'm seeing right I'm seeing what I'm seeing here is a team of champions. It's all me, me, <laughs> and you're picking on the young fish who's trying to grow. Oh the God. old the old sharks are just gonna beat me down to make sure I never overtake them. Look, you do have the here. hurdle, mate. You do have That's the hurdle. I, I think it's wrong the way you're talking. We <laughs> try to teach you about how to recognize good wine and you don't even see it. I think one of the problems we got is we're trying to compare reds to whites. No, I think that's that's where I was going. The white was better. Usually they say when you're drinking wine, your taste buds dr uh, mature with wisdom. So the smarter you get, the better flavouring you've got with your wine. So you understand the true complexity of a oh, red when you're drinking it. <laughs> so you stick to a wine when your intelligence may be just a little bit lax. Let's so. compare fatty livers, shall we? And we'll see who's got... Jeez, I come up with that shit quick. Uh, no, good. Now, the energy out versus energy... Energy down versus energy up, motivation, inspiration. I made a special note of that because when I think back and I've done these training sessions and I'm like, I'm going to get these guys fired You fucking up, trained afterwards, yeah, man. Mate, I walk back into the office like, oh, fuck. And guaranteed it'll last for a day and then, and then two days later we're back to the old fucking tricks and it's... it's <laughs> that night. I'd never, I'd never... No, but I'd never picked up on it before. And mm. I, I took a lot out of... Yeah, it was a great day. Because being from a... Especially being from a, a sporting background, there's a lot of rah-rah. There's a lot of, yeah, sure. come on, guys, and all you're hoping is that you get the next 40 minutes out of someone or the next hour out of someone because that's how long the game goes for. So you're not as focused on the energy out versus energy in, but it flogs you. 
absolutely. Oh yeah, and and, and this is why like someone was asking me now, like, oh, can you zoom that training? And I said, you, really, you can't because you don't understand what was going on in that room. I can guarantee you, you can travel to Australia. No one's ever done that, right? Mm -hmm. And then having the exercise for people to experience. No, he's right. I. I can feel my energy sipping away from me as yep. I'm trying to pull that person up. Yes? Yep. We had that phone call that night. You rang me out of the blue. It was like 8.30. Yeah. I'm going, what the fuck did I do this time? But it wasn't. So it was good. <laughs> He'd had a few <laughs> bottles. And he got off the phone to me and rang you. So I depressed so, him. So. And we had a quick chat about something else. And I said, mate, today, great training. Your question was, so were you motivating? Were you motivating or were you inspiring? I was motivating. Oh. And it was all this sort of stuff. And now I'm catching myself. When I'm starting to speak to people going, no, no, that's still motivation. I had to put it into words that I could – because the problem is when you just say class it as motivation versus inspiration, people trying to define the difference. You saw how hard it was for people to cop the difference. So the more I listened and the more notes I wrote, I'm like, inspiration, we're just asserting our standards and letting people know when they're meeting them or not meeting them. It's not a – and doing it in a way that suits their hidden players and their personality type. The, the inspiration – because we don't shouldn't hire people who need motivating. Right. Yeah. Hire motivated people. So the inspiration comes from even the most motivated person sometimes will let their standards slip. The way I'm going to inspire you is so no, they're not the standards that we uphold. These are them, and and then we choose a different one. And that was the only way I could discern yep. it for myself whether yep. that's whether that's right or wrong. I had to put it in a yeah a way that I understood or yep. I could picture in my head. And it's like, and just go back to the values and the philosophy of the business. That's what we're. That's where we're. We're trying to get. Yeah. That's so, a good way, Cam. Yeah, good. So come on, guys. We can do it. It's yeah. like, no, this was your job from day one. Yeah. It's now day 100. Your job hasn't changed. Where are we going wrong? What can we do better? Well, let's fucking do it. Yeah. Out of that day, there was a few good points. Um, you know, credit out, credit in, that yeah. sort of thing. Um, you can hard inspire. Was it, would you call it? Tough, hard? Inspire. tough, tough inspire. Yeah. I thought that was very good. But the amount of notes and... You're full of shit. I took a shitload of notes and I've gone through them already. <laughs> and I got home to with Rita and Rita yeah. was like, Yo, what did you learn today? And I told her, she goes, oh, well, I share, the share. The tough inspire is a hard one for me because that's where I go naturally. <laughs> that's where you go what? Naturally. Yeah, so right, right, right. I, yeah. I'll go naturally or you do sarcastic? Sarcasm no, but I'll go, I'll go tough. Even when I was doing the role play, yeah. I was, you know, um, a couple of people said, oh, you know, Lisa said, oh, could have smiled more or you could have, because I'm just, I was just, you're doing your job or you're not doing the job. You can go too black and white and that's not reading what certain people need. But the credit out, credit in thing, I, I never give you any credits and I won't. <laughs> Even though you know but my I wife is better. I used it the next day. We had a <laughs> we had a loss of standard in the office and I, I used it and I made sure... Even though I was tough in Spire and I laid down the law, it finished with credits, credit, credit, and saw the bloke today, and he's yeah, good. he's stoked. So, good. It's, but there is a there is a danger for, and you said it, TL in the training because of your upbringing, your background. Tough in Spire's piece of piss for you. Yeah. Sometimes we can go there too quickly, too soon when it's not the right play. Yes, no, probably. Uh, also, that has to do with your temperament. Some of us are pretty mercurial. It doesn't take much for us to go from day to day very quickly. So tough inspire isn't always the answer is what I'm saying. No, not, no, no that's but what I wanted people to understand by tough inspire is that a lot of people don't understand tough inspire. That's why they do motivate all the time. Yeah, right. Because they think, have to get the other guy to fill up, up, up. No. And even when they're trying to be tough, they're tough motivate, not tough inspire. Yeah. That's where I was getting caught. And I've seen uh, I've seen people who do tough inspire, and by the time they've done your tough inspire, you're going shit, man. I'm gonna do this shit. I I am with him, 
And I'm, I'm thanking him for talking to me like this. I mean, that is an amazing level of Tough Inspired, you know? You, lo- you look at some of, some of these guys that do Tough Inspired high level. They don't make threats. They say certain things and, you know, they mean business. And, and you want to be there in the trenches with them. That's inspiration. Yeah, so I've been doing Tough Motivation, which is where if I yell at someone... Yes, and when, uh, when I have not all the time, but, but when I have more. But my you're realizing that, and and a lot of bosses out there are doing tough motivate. You you said three good points in there that day was to. <laughs> you wrote nine months. Is it, is it nine, <laughs> page nine pages for no, three no. notes? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget the oh day that God it. Dylan pulled out the four hundred page manual. Credit and he in. Said, I really like these three pages. <laughs> credit in, credit out, Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> was I took uh, so to many notes. You have to want to learn, want to lead, and want to uh, have, have a, a system, system. Have a system. That's just three points in my page of notes, mate. <laughs> Do you remember? And uh, he remembers the pages. Amazing, Do you remember? It was easy because you put it on. Uh, Listen, mate, it's not going to be nice Instagram. now, Chris, because we've decided that he's been. The losing part, <laughs> <up>, okay? <laughs> and now he's coming up with, like, white versus red does not compete. Red lives matter, mate. I was a bit uh, <laughs> Do you remember in Fiji yeah. when I think we're doing around the room and what did you learn most and there's 400-page manual and Dillo goes, I really like these three pages. It was 157 to 200 or something like that. The look on his face. He's just, he just spent 12 months writing a 400-page manual. <laughs> That's what you just did, the seven-hour No, you took it out of context. Yeah, but you know what I like the most about leaders who say that? It's it's as if, like, you know, they, they've gone through and deciphered the entire manual to pick the two pages. You're full of shit. No, not to say shit like it. Sometimes you say things and you have to be very careful that other people in the room can read what you're saying. You know, some of that information that you go through in those conferences, you can know, say you're from Fiji with the hidden players, mm. but never heard anything like the hidden players before. And then um, w- when you see that and, and you start to study that and take that back to the team, you go, makes that makes your job just that little bit easier. It just yeah. makes things a little bit easier to understand the human psyche. Thanks for making Chris's job a little bit easier, Thomas. That's <laughs> which is, which credit is in, thing, credit out, Cameron. Which is the thing that I oh, always you. do to myself is to push because when uh, we do a, a, a conference like this, I want our people to have <laughs> the same level of knowledge as me. Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want to just feed them what I want them to get. Mm. No, I, I'll give them my exact level. I found and a fatal flaw, though, mate. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure when you learn all that knowledge, you don't go straight to the bar afterwards and drink 30 fucking cocktails. No. No, I found a fatal flaw in our uh, conferences because eight hours of creaming in all that information and 30 cocktails later, we wonder why not everyone comes back and implements it straight away. But for some people, when, when they open their manual remembering which cocktail they have. Actually, they remember <laughs> the material. <laughs> oh, some of the hardest so your, your first one was Port Douglas, right? Yeah. Um, I was a salesperson then. And right. you were a salesperson. You got rewarded because you would show the most growth and you yeah. had so forth, yeah? Um, did you find it overwhelming, that first, first seminar? Uh, yes and no. There were parts of it that I remember he, when, when we finished, I was absolutely wrecked, but there were certain parts in that one. That was a... Uh, that was a conference on ego. Yeah. So I'd taken a lot of kicks during that. <laughs> or I'd kicked myself a lot of times because when, you, when you've when got an ego as big as mine and you read a book on ego, it, it, it punches you in the face a few times. So by the time we'd finished the three days, I was um, fairly worn out. wasn't, and I'm not 
trying to act tough. It wasn't overwhelming because I've always been a reader and always been a learner. So it wasn't sitting there and having to learn for three days wasn't. I disagree. Tough. The, You've the been a, a reader, yeah, but not oh, a learner oh, because for <laughs> four years down the road you still could do that conference on yeah. eagle. The right? thing that <laughs> fucked me most was the the second day when there was. 43 sped, spreadsheets back-to-back back with figures. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a bit of a I mind. Was, I yeah. tapped out. Yeah. Like, See you later, I'm out of here. But, <laughs> yeah. um, there's been moments in every conference where you've felt, but that's when you, when he hits the nerve that's there to be hit. But overwhelm, no, doing it with hangovers hard, overwhelm. <laughs> but, yeah, the old line is if you do the crime, you've got to do the time. Yeah, so, absolutely. Oh, yeah, it's a hard one. It depends on your... Your reasons for being there, like I was a salesperson going up, but at the same time I was I've always, I was very ambitious at the yeah. same time anyway. So yeah. I was there to um, absorb as much as you yeah. could. I, there were a lot of things going on with that conference. I, uh, you know, I'd been brought in as a salesperson. I don't know if a salesperson had ever. I think it was the first. No, you're one, the first person. Yeah. So there was, a, you know, I had social stuff at play. Where should I really be here? What are these guys going to think of me? So yeah. I'm, I just did what I always did. And got pissed and made a dick of myself. But yeah, but we hung out. We, <laughs> hung out. we had a good time, right? We um, had a good time at that not bar. Not as big a dick as Abdullah made of yeah. himself that trip. No, so that was that was uh, yeah. But that's all right. Yeah. yeah. So there was a lot a of things at play that whole that whole trip. And then, yeah, even though it was that was 2015. But on the other side of that pain, on the other always on the other side of the conferences, you come out some days drained, and I don't know how you stand up there and deliver it all day with the same energy. You come out those afternoons and I go back and I'll go through my material and it, you're feeling drained, but always at the other side of that pain is a bit of growth. Um, yeah. We took it back because I went there with obviously my leaders at the time and I yeah. took a lot of it back even because they'd been to a million conferences. Yeah. I probably saw a lot of stuff in it that they might have glossed over yeah. because they'd been to conferences before and a lot of it was repeat information, but it was great to be able to go back to the office. You think they had cocktails before the conference? <laughs> <laughs> well, During, it's, after. It's <laughs> That was, uh, mate, that whole thing, they, they got on a different plane to me and I landed in Townsville. Where was the conference? <laughs> <laughs> the conference was in Port Douglas and I was in Cairns or Townsville, one of them, and they're ringing me going, where are you? I'm like, fucking. But, um, no, to, to take that information back with fresh eyes, it's yeah. like seeing a house. People go, oh, the house is a bit tired, we need to paint, we need to do this. No, nah, you do or you don't. Let's look at it with fresh eyes. To be able to take that information back with the boys and go, here's where we're not doing this, we're not doing this, we're not doing this, we are doing this. That yeah. was... Yeah, only they could tell you whether it was a good thing for them or not. But after hearing some of the same information over and over again, sometimes I guess you wonder whether it still applies to you or not. So that was a that was a positive. Um, Thailand was a different kettle of fish. Thailand was you know, two weeks after getting out of bed with the the brain illness mm. and and deciding that we we're going to open a show. And Thomas said we well, better get on the fucking plane to Thailand. And I was probably in no physical state to be travelling because I'd, I'd just been in bed for six weeks and. Uh, but it was to learn the foundation manual, which was the basis of starting the business and the system that we run. So I really needed to be on point and absorbing yeah. the information. I don't think I did at all. I don't think I did a very good job. And whether it was obviously over there, it was party time as well, but yeah. I, I wasn't in a good physical state. So as much as a, I probably paid more attention there to anything I've, I've ever paid before because I'm like, this is how we're going to set up the business. But I just couldn't. You didn't quite absorb it. I couldn't ab- absorb yeah. it. So that, yeah. that one was a lot of let's go back and reread the the information. Look, I think I think out of every seminar, you're going to take, you know, maybe you might take 5%, 20%, But I think the important thing is we revisit those manuals more often than we we, we do. I know I don't revisit them as often as I should. Um, I'm after uh, Tuesday's, Tuesday's thing, I want to go back and re- read Inspire again. Um, I think there's a lot in that. I think there's a lot in there. The one from um, uh, The Hidden Players, 
Um, this last one. from Yeah, from Fiji. I think there was a lot in that we could take out. Too. Yeah, but the problem is that they can't, people can't get the hidden plays un- unless they really understood and have done the heart and breathing techniques. Mm. So the Singapore one w- was there to really Okay, so why is, they, why is that linked? Why, so why is the heart and breathing techniques really linked to the hidden plays? You need to understand how the heart and brain work together yeah. before you can understand what's going on. When, to look at somebody else and go, here's what's going on and here's what's affecting them. You needed the basic understanding of how the heart and the brain work together to affect and, and yeah, and, and allow that intelligence to come out. A lot of people, for, you know, they go to the hidden place and they, they do this and they do that, but they don't have that ability to really say, yeah, I've got vanity. I, I get it, I've got vanity. Because they haven't smashed that barrier of superficial uh, being, um, the mask that they wear in social context. Instead of saying, I've got that, they'll say, no, I don't have that. No, no, the one I have is this one. And I, I can tell straight away. It's <laughs> an ego choice. Yeah, so, so mm. you, you are not allowing yourself to really accept whatever your brain's thinking, you know? Yeah. How right. are you going to work on anybody else when you haven't worked on yourself? I guess yep. is the basics of it. I think the most important thing, you could know, the, correct me if I'm wrong to you, but you could be the best person working the hidden players on the planet. If you're not working the system, everything's going to fail anyway. Yeah. I think the foundation manual, which is why I put so much emphasis, I tried to ingrain every single page of that in Thailand, which was never going to happen. Yeah. You know, I could sit there. Since then, have you worked on it? Have you, have you tried Not as much as I should, but yeah. I, I said that when we opened the show, I said we're going we're gonna to fucking start this system, the right system. way and we're going to run the system. Because every time he's given me a system to run, as I've said a hundred times. You're trying times, to prove it wrong. I've never been able to prove him wrong. So I just saw it as a, a listing presentation. This He's given me the listing presentation. Go out and do it word for word until yep. it doesn't work. Probably 70% of it, maybe, we started with and then you go ups and downs. But it doesn't matter how well you know hidden players or even how much you care. If you're not running the system to begin with, you're destined to fail to some extent. Yeah. I just had to go back. We just put a staff member on for the first time in a while, so I had to go back over the first 90 days again. Yeah. And you, know, you saw my one-on-one the other week. It was diabolical, so I've got to go back and, and, and make sure that we... Diabolical. That's a Batman word. It's diabolical, Batman. <laughs> but so was so your intention it doesn't came? matter how well I know someone is anxious or, yeah. or got vanity. Yeah. If I can't even get those get basics the, right. Yeah, the yeah. basics right. So was your intention try and know the... Uh, foundation manual verbatim, so like off by heart. Was you was that your intention? Were you trying to? I because you got a there. reference. You got I that to go reference. I went in to. there with an idealistic. See, the, again, ego thing. Like when I learned the listing presentation, I only had to learn it once, and I remembered it word for word for two years. Word yeah. word for word, I could probably still do it yeah. word for word. And when I read a book, generally I've only got to read it once, and I can pull parts of the book out. And when I meet someone, I've generally only got to meet it. So I'm like, I can read this book once, and it'll stick like glue, like the rest of it, and it will be sweet. And I probably fell into that trap because I read the book once, and then didn't probably pick it up again for another twelve months. Yeah, and that's twelve months into a new business where you've got this book there, and I'm going, why is this going wrong? Why isn't that happening? And I'm probably ringing people asking stupid questions when. You ring old mate over here, he goes, page 74, we'll it's tell in the Bible. you. <laughs> in the real estate Bible. You know, it'll, yeah, it'll, so, yeah, there's a bit of – and it's still to this day. Like, it, we go through stages, and I go through stages, depending on what I'm focusing on, on how well we're running the system or how well we're not. So. You can look at, but you've got to look at the, the uh, other side of that coin. You can be running the office as well as you want, but if you're no good with people – you be by yourself. 100%. So to grow a team, like it says in the manual, you really need to sort of know the Singapore manual and you need 100%, to know that. 100%, but yeah. you're not going to run as efficiently. You can't because it's time-consuming, right? So I can only talk from a position that we're in as far as our structure and, and staff. It, it, it's 
extremely time-consuming listing and selling houses. It's time-consuming managing. It's time-consuming leading. And the leading part of it where we're looking at hidden players and we're trying to work with people, if you haven't got the system running in the background, so yeah. you know that the listing and the selling and the prospecting and the, the MRs and the one-on-one meetings and all that stuff's happening, you actually can't sit there and spend too much time working out how's this person's brain ticking because you've got the system crumbling behind you. Yeah. The system or a system. What you know with... Certain, off, certain officers I know more about than others, but they are running a system and they are pretty much like clockwork with it and it might integrate parts of our system and parts of their own yeah, you know, right, okay. years and time. But the, the one thing that never fails, and it's why it was in the top three things that you need to do... Have a system. ...is have a system. Because I know of plenty cool. that are just ad hoc, trying to pull bits of the system when it suits them. Yeah. And you can't... Because system has to be tailor-made, right? Yeah, right. So even though you have a foundation, you have to make the foundation be tailor-made around your area, okay? Like your area is prone to negotiating on fees. Mm -hmm. So the question is now, do we lose things? How how do we deal with with fees, you know? For that, there there is something that you can do in in order to really get still those people who are discussing fees. So everyone's got a bit of different system. Even the best Formula One change because of the racetrack they're on. Yeah, right. It's not okay. the same Formula One from the beginning of the year yep. to the end. Yeah, good point. The simple one for us is the system says 150 calls. You can't do it in car. Yeah. So our system's 100. Aim for 100 and get stuff off. But there's got to be a system. Can't be none. And and the biggest trouble we ever find ourselves in is when we've abandoned the processes that we're, we're meant to be following. And because of that, you cannot sit there and give someone... The, the manuals and the conferences are meant to be an evolution. From what I can tell, we're trying to move from step to step. Yeah, that's yeah. Right, yeah. You cannot sure. move from the to the next step. If the very first step that you were given, here is the landing, because foundations are meant to be built on, but unless you're doing, unless your, your concrete slab is solid, you can't build. Well, boys, I think it's been good talk. Uh, in the gist, the care factor we're talking about is very important in leaders. And people may laugh about care, but I'll give you an example. If you just think about this, the number of people who are wishing someone happy birthday mainly because they see a feed on Facebook about them or something in Instagram. And yet we're in business of caring for our clients. Shouldn't we really take the time to get the important birthdays in our diary so that should they be out of Facebook or Instagram or should they do what I do, which is for my birthday, I set it as 1st of January. You have to be able to to get that without even accessing the social media. That tells you about the level of care. That if a leader has to go, oh, yes, okay, the machine just reminded me, wish so-and-so happy birthday, okay, I'll do that. That's wrong. If you can't have your own system of remembering it, did you not get as many birthday wishes as you liked yesterday? Is that I'm not talking about mine. I'm not talking about mine. I'm talking about people who sometimes are talking so highly about care. I'm giving you the example yeah. that we can talk about care and we don't do this kind of stuff. And if we are going to go to a different level of care, I was chatting with a, a lady. I, I then I help her. And then, she, and then she doesn't call me back, which now for me... If I'm helping someone, I want to know whether they got it. So I call her back. And then she's straight away talked to me about another issue. And I said, you know what? You're really a bitch. You got no care. No wonder your clients don't really want to deal with you. 
after the listing. Because you call someone like me, you ask for information, it never occurred to you maybe that out of courtesy to call that person back and then say to them, hey, listen, it worked, it hasn't worked, or maybe there's something else we can do. Why? Because you belong to that group of people where your case is about, I'll call, he gives me the information, and then fuck off. Mm. That's not care. Take you what you can. Th- that's the gist of our, organize, uh, of our discussion today, uh, and I, I think it's a nice discussion. Now, brother. <laughs> uh. You're so loser, mate. Mate, I didn't lose. That's the point. <laughs> it was a very close if turn. If I lost, I It was go. a very close <laughs> turn. <laughs> Open your lines. Oh, how are gonna... <laughs> Sorry, mate. No, it all depends. Is it a structure all around the way or the one that went, whoa? That thing had about five different levels. We all agreed that. This is a problem. We can't do it over three weeks and it can't hey, be read. I told you. Right. The difference between the first horse and second horse, sometimes just a nose. <laughs> you <laughs> lost by a nose. Wow. You lost by a nose. Yeah, it's mate. not that bad. Yeah, come on, mate. You know a lot about losing on horses, but come on. What are Look, we? I, 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 you already got a, 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 what do you call it when you're playing golf and you have got a, <laughs> what do you call it when you're. Handicap. Handi- you've already got a handicap, mate, because you drink on white. <laughs> and the reds always have no. more depth. Always have more depth nah. and body than white. Nah. I'm happy for anyone to put on Facebook so they look good at the same time who's wine really won. You know what? We call people from out there in radio land, podcast land. If you're listening and you've tried the three wines, send in your opinion. We'll still do what we want. Top 1% of wines opinion. on the planet and it's somehow worse than both years. Where did you read? Did you like create this No, no, fact. he's the one who gave us the fact about the actual grape being the number 1% in the world and the oh, wine the herbier, itself right. is rated on Vivino. Hey, listen, you almost made it. No, it's okay. a full shit. <laughs> you have to look at it this way. Be positive. Learn to be positive. <laughs> yeah, and, and Learn on, to mate. know when you're getting ripped off. Take, you told me take, once, stop letting take, people push you around. Take your yeah, losses no, graciously. Yeah, no, fuck <laughs> off. I'll take them as graciously <laughs> as my wins. Not a chance. Fuck you all. Oh, on that note. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Hey, that's unbelievable. why we can't have this competition going because I can't put up with I've this shit every three this, weeks. I've got to go from this to coaching a bunch of nine-year-olds who don't want to listen either. So, I oh, can't wait. At least the nine-year-olds haven't been drinking. Uh, I can't wait for the. <laughs> you, you never know. It's the woo. It's woo. Yeah. You never know. <laughs> which, which is a, listen. I love, I love what just happened because man, he was roaming. He came into this room today thinking they disputing second spot. And do you know how things sometimes just turn around? It's like in the voice. <laughs> you know, I was going for Siala. Uh, my daughter was going for Johnny. And who won? God, Chris, so Chris Sebastian. Sebastian. Yeah. This is a thing. What so is so the thing? So the, what, so so the, what the really fall, happened to you? I walked in with an air. The fall mentally is way, way bigger because he's thinking I'm safe. No, I think I the premise safe. is... He was no, no, I think the premise is wrong because you said we're questioning second place. He didn't realise third had already been established. No, it hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> I think what really happened <laughs> is instead of being objective, you've been subjective and gone, this bloke's gotten a bit cocky. <laughs> So no matter how bad our wine tastes, we're going to fuck him. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> All right. Crystal, you're safe tonight. I've already been bent over today. 
take off the strap on. <laughs> I know no longer need to be fucked because he's just done it. So, mate, I can't believe mate. This is why we can't compete with this guy because have a look at the so. It's too competitive, man. He's so such too a sore loser. Unbelievable. Look at this. Like you, you should lose and say, you know what, boys, you absolutely beat us. If I had a lost, I would. <laughs> You did, but you did lose. I did fucking lose. We just voted. You lost. You said it's better than mine. Oh. And you're a liar if you say you didn't. This is a good it's wine. Better than mine. He this said is a this good better wine. than mine. <laughs> better than mine. No. <laughs> you know it. No, I you didn't say that. You know it. Oh. Get the cameras out. God, turn the microphone off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing it. <laughs> I'm losing it, Jerry. You gotta watch more Seinfeld. This is meant to be the summer of George. <laughs> I'm on holidays. I'm out. I'm done. What's wrong, mate? What's wrong, buddy? Yeah, here we go. So what is it? So the loser next week, what is it? Yeah, uh, the loser's not gonna be. He's out. <laughs> I'm out. I can't work the corruption. We've branch stacked the wine votes, mate. Adam fucking Samuelyek will call you. Hey, the One Nation Party's come in here. Branch stacking wine oh, votes, mate. Maybe the win is up for dispute, but coming last is not. You said last week your own fucking wine wasn't no, as good. You misstood. You just asked him. Are you saying that he he's a liar? Yes. You just asked yes. him again. Yes, oh. I am. Now, now that is bad. And I that will is accuse. Bad. Yeah, I'll do that it. You bad loser. It's one thing, but now you're a bad loser, and you questioning the values it's, it's, and the the integrity yes. of hundred percent. Gestapo Wilson that over is here. So wrong. That reverse psychology isn't going to work on me. 100% questioning his so morals, wrong. his ethics. No, there's no reverse psychology here. It's us You know, now. you could probably charge 3% if you were just an honest human, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have to negotiate your fees if you weren't Whoa. just another real estate agent. See that? No, <laughs> he's no, trying no. to get me to go there again. <laughs> no wonder his team can't win around him. You, you imagine you got a you got a oh! better. <laughs> you there know he, goes. <laughs> he can't fight his own battles. You Stop go. giving it. He's loading the gun for him. Yeah. Oh, I feel sorry for poor Chris. So I'm going to fight for him. He's not intelligent enough to come up with his own. He's, he's relying on Thomas now. Couldn't give a fuck, mate. I wanted the truth. <laughs> I know what you're doing. Stop it, Lil Wang. Stop it. He can't defend himself. He doesn't deserve to be defended. Uh. Hey, listen, remember last week, one of the things that we did with the uh, young journalist, Nick Ford, and my uh, presumption is that um, Trump is going to do anything, probably starting a war with China. As of today, he has closed a... Chinese consulate in Houston. Chris I mean, will probably not, he has, but his, the, 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 the US government, under his director, obviously. And I reckon, mate, closing a consulate in Houston, that would be like uh, getting rid of the weed that is on the front paddock of my property. I can't see it, right? So it's, so it's all the games and all the kind of, uh, what is it, uh, misdirection that we are doing right now because he's been perceived as the guy who hasn't been very strong against China, mm -hmm. mainly because he talks strong uh, against China, but uh, yet the Trump organization actually 
He's buying more from China than ever before, mm. right? And so now he's trying to be as strong in China as on Joe Biden. I've seen one of the uh, IQ tests that he's just done lately, one of the intelligence tests he has to do. There's three pictures here, and, and, and the three pictures depicted three animals. He has to say which one says shows an elephant. So, I mean, those are the questions that if you fail, seriously, you have to put the guy down. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, and, and, and he's... Can we get he's, this for Denola? Oh! <laughs> Can we he's, get one in his? He's, he's not still burning, mate. He, he is. Charlotte, he, get the extinguisher. This he, fucker's uh, on fire. He's hurting, mate. He's hurting. Have a look, look at the blood pressure's you, you, gone you, up, you mate. You can see. <laughs> you know, there's a movie with Sean Connery called Crimson Tide. <laughs> yeah. That's your face at the moment, oh, champion. Good. Fuck, look at that. Thank you. Thanks for coming. <laughs> good on you. Right. Would it make you feel better if he lied to you and said that you won? That wouldn't. Yeah. Get on. Get on. Apologize, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I know who the elephant is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at three animals and I know oh. which one's the elephant. This is a good wine. The fox, it's not the fox this over beats there. mine. The fox over there, the hyena. Unbelievable. Uh, he told you. Don't you just believe him when he said, this is what I said last week? I don't believe him. We, oh, he was we, talking we, to we me. We mate. What are you talking about? Nick was saying something about getting all his news I on remember CNN. the point. And then <laughs> I remember when I said well, it to you, I looked at you, I go, this is a good wine. Yeah, no one said that about yours. <laughs> because my, I've lost my ego to let you know when you bring a good wine. Oh. It just happened to be not as yeah, good as mine. You've lost your ego. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks very much, boys. Thanks very much. Thank you very Thanks much for today. Talk to you Goodbye. soon. Bye.